0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 182. We're looking at John chapter 19, verses 23 through 24. Just looking at these two verses. Let's read them together. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, a part for each soldier. They also took the tunic, which was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see who gets it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that says, They divided my clothes among themselves, and they cast lots for my clothing. This is what the soldiers did. Well, Pilate sent Jesus away with the soldiers to be crucified. And here we have the beginning of the crucifixion process. It says, when the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, a part for each soldier. This is somewhat ironic here, because here you have the Son of God being executed, and the soldiers, the main thing they're worried about is dividing up Jesus' clothes. Now, this is part of being a soldier on an execution squad, is you get to divide the clothes of the victim uh, amongst yourselves. That's what you do. And so, you're thinking about, well, Jesus probably doesn't have that much in the way of clothing. He's uh, got sandals, he's got a belt, maybe a scarf, maybe a tunic and a mantle. That's probably about it. So there's not a whole lot there to divide. So they divide his clothes up into four parts because there's four soldiers there. One question is, was Jesus paraded naked through the town on the way to the point of crucifixion, in which case, who brought his clothes? Or was he fully clothed? It's hard to say. It may be that they did not strip him naked till they were at the point of crucifixion because that was something that was offensive to the Jewish people was uh, public nudity. The, the point here is that at the point of crucifixion, they took his clothes and they start to divide them up. Now it says they also took the tunic, which was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. There is all kinds of debate and interpretation about this. One, what is the tunic? Well, the tunic is the basic piece of a garment that is right next to your skin. It's, um, it would be considered underwear, but it's the, the basic part that's next to your skin that is then covered by an outer garment, which would be perhaps called a mantle, which is like a shawl kind of thing. There could be more of a coat, or or something over it, um, but the the tunic is is the basic piece of clothing which is uh, next to your skin, and it says that it was woven in one piece from the top. Now some people want to make a big deal about this that uh, well this symbolizes the unity of the church. Well, I think that's a stretch because John certainly doesn't hint at that, so you've got to read that into it. Others say well. Uh, The historian Josephus talks about the high priest's clothing. His tunic was woven in one piece. So it's speaking to the priestly nature of Jesus. Others are saying it uh, would symbolize that it's it's very valuable. This isn't an ordinary tunic. This is a a piece of valuable clothing. There's no real indication of that because some historians Uh, actually much closer to the time of Jesus, say that eyewitnesses said Jesus looked pretty common. He didn't look extravagant at all. In fact, some described him as somewhat shabby, uh, in that he hung out with poor people, and he probably looked like a poor person. John does make the point about the seamless tunic. And it's a verse 24. So they said to one another, let's not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who gets it. So some of Jesus' clothing, they're dividing. Then the tunic, though, it can't be divided. You can't break it into pieces that are sewn together. So it has to go as one piece. So they're going to cast lots for it. That is, roll dice or something like that to see who gets it. They're going to gamble for it. And John tells us why this is a big deal. He says, This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that says, They divided my clothes among themselves, and they cast lots for my clothing. This is what the soldiers did. Now this scripture is being fulfilled is Psalm 22, specifically verse 18, where it specifically says, They divided my garments among themselves, and they cast lots for my clothing. That's exactly what Psalm 22 says. And if you read Psalm 22, it's a psalm of David, and it's David's lament about just the tough time he's going through. But you read this in light of the crucifixion, and it, uh, well, begins, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far from my deliverance and my words of groaning? That's the words Jesus utters on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then the description uh, throughout the uh, the psalm, Psalm 22, he, he talks about uh, my strength is dried up like baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. Dogs have surrounded me. They pierced me. They pierced my hands and feet. I can count on my bones. People look and stare at me. So Psalm 22 is a description of the cross. Now it's a psalm of David. It's a psalm describing A particular time in David's life but it also looks ahead to the the time of the cross and John sees that and specifically says this what happened with the Jesus's clothing that's that was foretold in Psalm 22 so this is the beginning of the crucifixion something that the Gospels don't do much is dwell much on the physical aspects of the crucifixion Crucifixion's a horrible way to die. You're uh, hung on a cross and generally nailed to the cross, and that's what they did with Jesus. Is they stretch you out and they run a big nail through your forearm between the two bones of your forearm. How they nail your feet is uh, it's not known so much. Uh, one skeleton they found that had been crucified. It looked like the the legs had. Uh, been folded over each other and a single nail run through both legs into the uh, the base of the cross. So it's, uh, it's incredibly painful. And then hanging on the cross is just a terrible way to die. There's uh, maybe a small seat or something to push your feet against to lift yourself up so you can breathe. And it's not to provide any piece of mercy for the person who's dying... It's so it can last longer. The whole idea is to make it last as long as possible, to make it as gruesome as possible. Because remember, uh, the crucifixion is, is not just to execute a guilty person, it's to be a very public example to people. Now the crucifixion is horrible, but the Gospels don't really dwell on it as far as the physical aspect. It was the soldiers crucified Jesus and then any interaction there after is more just to capture any words of jesus not so much to tug at your heartstrings as to the the nature of the crucifixion and while the crucifixion is horrible you know there are followers of christ who have died worse deaths who have been tortured more uh, for their faith the bigger issue with the crucifixion is the spiritual aspects of it when jesus prayed in the garden the night before the crucifixion and prayed, oh Lord, if it's your will, could you take this cup from me? Well, if you read through the Old Testament, cup is often used symbolically to discuss or to, to symbolize the wrath of God. And why is there wrath from God? It's his response to sin, his holy, righteous response to sin so when jesus takes the sins of the world upon himself when he dies on the cross he is experiencing the wrath of god this is why he calls out my god my god why have you forsaken me because he's experienced experiencing separation from god which is what people experience when they die uh, apart from god is that he Permanent separation from God. So how, how it all worked—it's you know hard to, for us to really understand. Because but Jesus experienced it. This it was the true horror of the cross—not so much the physical aspect of it. That's horrible enough. But the spiritual aspect is the really horrible aspect of it. Been a lot of people, a lot of followers of Jesus who have died very horrible deaths, but nobody has done what Jesus did on the cross, in that they took the sins of the world upon themselves. And Jesus, who has this incredible unity with the Father, experiences separation from the Father because of the sins of the world that he takes upon himself. This is the real issue of the cross. So, the Gospels, they don't make a big deal so much about the cross itself. It's pretty much clinically. And the soldiers led Jesus out and crucified him. Then there's a a little bit of interaction with Jesus, uh, some words and, uh, and then he dies. The real issue is the spiritual aspect. And that's why Jesus died on the cross. Not just to suffer a horrible death, but to take the sins of the world upon himself as he experiences that death. So that through what he does, we can experience the forgiveness of sin, salvation, reconciliation with God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.